Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing the flack that we got for not liking Runaways. We're giving Runaways feedback a chance, though. Mm-hmm. I hear what you guys had to say, because a lot of you liked it, and we were a little down on it, at least portions of it. So, yeah, let's talk about Runaways some more. Woo! All that reference ad that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. What's up, buddy? Man, this week has been the most tiring. Oh, yeah? I was on site with a client for four solid days, and it was like, you know, I'm I'm up at 6.30 or so, and I'm working solid until like 10 o'clock at night every day. Wow. I, my brain was just zapped. This this weekend, I uh, I slept until at least noon both days, and that never happens anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's been, it's been a, that sounds like a really bad week. That sounds worse than mine. I had I had three weddings in the last week, and that's a lot of work to to play three weddings. And so, yeah, my my week has been real crazy too. And I'm trying to finish this album, so like, yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy week. But you know what? Let's talk about some Runaways. Let's take a load off and talk about some Runaways. Yes, let's put our feet up. But first, but first, as we are one to do now, let's talk about a five star review from our iTunes people. Let's see. This one's from GKS. It says, best Marvel podcast out there. I listen to a few Marvel podcasts, but Matt and Jeff offer the best complete podcast experience for the Marvel fan. They are both incredibly knowledgeable and have some deep thoughts that make unpacking shows and looking ahead exciting and are really funny with their dry wit and humor. Each week, I look forward to hearing from these quote unquote friends I've never met to chat about a topic I and so many other Marvel fans love. Yay. Love it. That that is awesome. I really love people feeling like we're their friends because I feel that way about many podcasts I listen to. And honestly, when we hear from you guys, it really means a lot. So thank you. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you, GKS, for telling us that we are deep thinkers because we like to hear that every now and again because we know that we're not. (laughs) (laughs) We know you're wrong and it's nice. Sometimes we come up with clever things here and there. Uh, Yeah, okay. I'll give it. I'll give myself at least to that much. Oh no, I meant mo- I meant mostly me. <laughs> oh yeah, see that, and that's where we're wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's dive into some runaways feedback. All right, so we were a little harsh on the runaways, and I don't know that I'm necessarily sorry about it, but there are other opinions, and we need to we need to show the the listeners that they're not alone if they liked it. For instance, Sherman Smith, oh God, Sherman Smith said uh, on Facebook, sorry, Elizabeth Hurley is fantastic in Runaways and not just how she looks. Hmm. Is that something we said? Oh, I, I, I look back on it. I look, I remember back to the conversation we were having and I just kept saying how hot she was and how attractive she is and, and, and how, how much you thought her character was. Yeah. Kind of. Basically. Okay. Gotcha. It's like, she looks so good, and she did so great in, in so many other things, but I just kept focusing on the looks, and that's kind of uh, piggish of me. <laughs> well, I, you, you were trying to find a thing to compliment. I remember very vividly you were trying to find a thing to compliment, and Elizabeth Hurley being beautiful is, is definitely a target for that particular thing. <laughs> but uh, apparently, apparently, that's what I do. It's like, I, oh, well, you look good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Sherman went on to say, uh, just finished episode five of Runaways. I heard the cast, I guess not reading the comic and having no expectations for the series is an advantage. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And maybe that is, I always try, I always hate when people don't like things because of their preconceived expectations. And I, I admit that that is definitely part of what was going on, but really just for that one character, uh, I feel like that we discussed that ad nauseum last week. I, I think that, uh, for the most part, my expectations were pretty normal for the show, but I do really wish they'd done that character differently. Ed, that we talked yeah. about ad nauseum last week, and it's a big spoiler, so let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's just move on and let people enjoy what they enjoy. Uh, Brian Medina sent us a, a message saying, Hey guys, love the podcast. Last half of the season was really enjoyable with many awesome dynamics and threads going through the story. Spoiler alert for the final episode. If we forget for a second that it's in the MCU and forget the rules of Endgame, it was truly entertaining to watch this time travel mini story that some might think gives episode nine less meaning. And the Cloak and Dagger cameo episode was done perfectly. Keep up the good work. Best, Brian Medina. Yeah, I I agree with Brian on the, all of that. I think it's, a lot of it's really fun. And if this show had more, like if this were not a f- series finale, that episode nine would have been a fine ending to the season. It just felt like they had to tack on this thing because they found out they were ending. And it, so that, I, I love what they did. I, I said it last week, but what they did with what they had, I think they made it. I think they made lemonade out of lemons, but like, yeah. They but were it was still kind of sour. Yeah, still, still a little sour. But, you know, I, I agree. I agree that they did a really good job. And I do, you know me, I love a time travel story. Yeah, yeah. I knew like when when the episode was happening, I was like, this, this is going to be Matt's favorite. And yeah, it was it was pretty it was, for this season it was my favorite for sure. Like as it kept going I was like I this could have been a whole season. This could have been a whole good season. Please. <laughs> Possibly. I, I guess I'm just mad that they're canceling it more than anything because that, you know, condensed the timeline that crunched the timeline yeah and as much they, as we say bad things about it the main thing we're upset about is that it had to end and it had to kind of trunk i think most of the problems with this story are because it's we have expectations not only from the comics but expectations on it being the end of this series and and rounding out all these arcs and i felt like instead they took weird breaks from a lot of the character arcs by having them be you know other characters <laughs> um yeah and so you know I don't feel like we got a great ending to Runaways, but if they had gone on to make seven seasons of Runaways and this was like a weird third season where they did some weird stuff, like it wouldn't be so bad. The expectations of a final season are part of why I um, think I felt poorly towards it more than anything. I feel like we're being a little bit apologist for ourselves. A little bit. For being so Because, well, the thing is, I'm hearing, I'm hearing all you guys say nice things and I don't disagree with any of them, really. There's very few things I disagree with. I, I, I think that most of the problems with this show are because of the way it sounds like whatever Marvel decided to cancel it uh, and didn't really give them a chance to finish out what they were trying to do with the series. Yep. 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 That's always disappointing. It is. It is. You wish they had a little more time. You wish that, you know, maybe they got incorporated into the MCU properly, but you know, we, we have what we have and Hey, we got a runaways TV show. Yeah. A comic I truly love, and they did a pretty good job with it for the most part. So, like, I, I really can't complain too bad. Like, thinking back to circa 2008, when Iron Man hit the uh, hit the big screen, did you think that that would have spawned a Runaways TV show that Not was as good as it was? at all. There, there, there may have been expectations of, like, a, you know, other crossovers because of that Nick Fury moment. We're like, oh, we're going to get Thor and Captain America and like all these other Avengers are going to be here. But I, I never would have expected them to get the mutants rights back. I never would have expected Spider-Man to work and do it. I, and, and Eve on a way 
more out there level, I never would have expected Runaways to get a TV show that even right. nominally is in that universe. Right? Like, Runaways, come on. This, yeah. That is, it's like the most unknown, just completely, like, you're looking at the Avengers on the shelf and then, like, over there in a box to your far right, several racks down is like, there's Runaways down there. What's yeah. that about? I don't yeah, know. Man. I'm an Avengers guy. Anyway. So, very, very happy that we got the series, but, you know, it it could have been a little bit better with more time. Anyway, beside the point. Moving on. Drew Greck said in an email, Hi guys, I am now all caught up on everything Marvel Cinematic Universe. It took a while, but I'm proud of myself. 23 movies, 363 episodes of television, but I wanted to give my feedback on the final season of Runaways. Spoilers! Wow. I, I wonder how long it took Drew to get caught up, because I know he's been writing in for a while, so I wonder when he started his big rewatch or big watch of everything. Yeah. Give us a timeline, Drew. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I I'd like to know. I'm curious. I've been rewatching a lot of Star Trek and it's taken me forever. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have a job and or family? <laughs> Did you give those up for this? Because I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> anyway, he says, spoilers. First, what do you mean this show is not connected to the larger MCU? Back in season two, Alex said that he could make Livy's phone look like it was in the mountains of Wakanda. In season three, Morgan had the Darkhold from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Also had Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger references Luke Cage, which ties him with Daredevil, which we know is part of the MCU. This season did feel a lot like S.H.I.E.L.D. We got two seasons in one. Uh, the first one was Everything with the Magistrate, and the second was all about Mor- uh, Morgan. I like that a lot. It felt very episodic like The Mandalorian. Keep up the good work. Nice. Uh, yeah, those are all great points. It is definitely... Uh, as I said, nominally in the MCU, but there are a few things that to give us pause. And specifically, the thing that bothers me is like when the um, it's, it's it's so nerdy. I, sometimes when my dad like, mentions not knowing about aliens. Yes, that really bothers me. My 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 love of canon and a tight canon, like sometimes it bothers me. Uh, and, and, and just now I had one of those moments, but, uh, like, cause I'm like, I'm about to sound so nerdy, but when Chase dad, Chase's dad re- references, when they find out about the alien life and they're like, Oh my gosh, we've discovered alien life. This is a completely new thing to the world. He says something <laughs> to the effect of this will change the way we think about our universe. And it's like, uh, didn't you just watch like a alien force attack New York a few years ago? <laughs> um, so there's, there's little problems with it where they just like, kind of are lazy with the canon and there's the obama thing where obama was president in runaways and he is not president in the mcu um at least not in the same time period could we have what what was the president's name you remember Uh, i believe ellis is it ellis eller ellis keller ellen keller it was president (laughs) helen keller president helen keller instead of obama (laughs) um so it was ellis yeah it was matthew ellis as played by William Sadler. Yeah, so so there's little little problems with the canon. It's not that they didn't try. They definitely made connections, but it's one thing to make connections. It's another thing to just kind of ignore it when you feel like it to make a joke or whatever. And they, they kind of did that. Yeah, yeah. And just, I've, I've said too much. I've said too much about it. I don't want to keep going on about how like, yeah, this we're, is... We're, we're definitely not here to argue that Runaways was bad. We're here to give everyone else the chance to say what they want to say. Yes. Which I, is what we're doing today. So if it involves me being quiet so that they can, I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, Dapo Vieria... Uh, Vier- oh man, his name is killer. Alassian, yeah. 
I, I, we're not here to listen to me stumble over names. Dapo says, listening to your Runaways final episodes guest, and I wanted to make a comment on a few points. One, I was sure they mentioned that the Darkhold in the show was another copy and not the one from a- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Two, the Cloak and Dagger crossover episode was nice, but I feel it should have been more epic, and I was left feeling unfulfilled by it. Three, the time travel used in the final episode was the final nail in the coffin that any of this can be headcanoned into being part of the MCU. I still hope the actors can reprise their roles in the MCU proper, but with entire new story backgrounds. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I I don't remember the Darkhold thing. I don't remember them mentioning... I don't know how they would have mentioned this is a different Darkhold, unless they somehow just mentioned that there are multiple Darkholds. Right? Because they wouldn't go on screen and be like... This is a different one than you saw in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how they would say that. Yeah, they don't even know about the one from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They didn't mention the, the Darkhold pretty much at all in, um, in the Runaways, other than to say it's Morgan's spellbook. Right, which makes me think it came with her from that other dimension, which makes me think maybe that's where uh, Ghost Rider took it, which I, I really love that. If that's, what, if that's what the canon is, I freaking love it. That is yeah. some tight canon, and I love it. I just wish those few things. As he said, the final, the time travel in the final episode is, is the nail in the coffin. But, like, you know, I, I can headcanon that. I can headcanon um, the time travel thing just, like, maybe, and I know Tony's smart, but maybe maybe Tony and uh, Banner are wrong. You know, like, they, they came up with their version of time travel that works, but maybe there is a different possible version of time travel out there. Yeah, I mean, it's like we said with the... Um the cable coming back in time thing like, Oh yeah, you guys, you know, you've got your time travel and well, we fixed that whole not being able to go to different points on the same timeline thing in the future. Right, right, right. Some sort of techno babble. Oh, Oh yeah. yeah, That's how time travel works. But I have this device that makes it work differently. You know, like that's, that's (laughs) fine. Time travel is not a real thing as of now. So time travel, like it's not like the people who, who made in game, um, it's not like Marcus and McFeely when they were writing that said, you know what? This is how time travel needs to work. They wrote time travel the way they wanted it to work for their story to make sense. You know, they did, like they, they did chose... have a consulting physicist though. Sure, 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 sure. And th- and that's, that's fine. But like, that's it, it, back to the future is just as good a movie. Okay. Well, back to the future's time travel is just as valid as in game. I, I would, I would say it's probably just as good, good a movie as in game, but just a very different scale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Back to the Future isn't any less good because its time travel is, doesn't conform to end games. The problem is when you have d- two different versions of time travel that make sense in the universe. And I, I just say it's two different scientists that have two different philosophies and maybe work, <laughs> found two different technologies that <laughs> accomplish it differently. Oh, man. It's, it's time travel technology that conforms to your will, right? <laughs> it's how you yeah. will it to be uh, is how that time travel works. Yeah, that's how, the, that's how it works for the writers anyway. Yeah, yep, yep. For show. Oh, show. <laughs> and um, to uh, to put one small counterpoint, not even a counterpoint uh, on Dapo, just to say, uh, you know, I like the I like the actors that we have in the Runaways, but at this point, they are too old to reprise their roles in uh, in the MCU or on Disney Plus. So it would very likely be completely new actors that Marvel would be getting for those guys. Yeah, if they remade Runaways, it would probably be a whole new cast, I'm guessing. Yeah. I mean, the, the, their their ages were a problem kind of from the beginning. It's actually funny they made Chase an older person in, in, in the last episode because he is older um, by, by a good bit than all the other He's actors. 27. Yeah, so it's funny that they gave him, they actually like let him play his age to some degree. 
in the final episode of Runaways. <laughs> when they gave him the five o'clock shadow and everybody's yeah. like, hey, what's with the five o'clock shadow? It's, oh, it's, well, I'm an adult. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> this happens. I'm an adult. It's just really funny. Really I'm funny an response. adult man. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying I'm an adult to things uh, yeah. for whatever reason. All right. For any reason. Yeah. All the reasons. I'm an adult. <laughs> I feel like anyone saying I'm an adult immediately makes them sound like they're not. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, it's kind of the same way as going like, oh, I'm a smart guy. Like it kind of makes you seem like you're not. Right. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Yep. It's weirdly true. It's it's like, it's the whole you doth protest too much thing. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Enough on this. Let's move on. God. Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, just heard the, the uh, podcast on the last episodes of Runaways. I always got the impression that Hurley's character in Bedazzled was mischievous. I think her character in Runaways was just evil. That was the difference for me. Uh, for me, if the other characters are portrayed with depth, the villain doesn't have to be. I do believe that even in real life, some people are just evil, and I'm not interested in their justifications and motivations. Hmm. That is where that is where we differ, Sherman Smith. I don't think generally, unless someone's really broken psychologically, and then to me they're just broken. I don't think people are evil, generally yeah. speaking. But even even those broken people, it's interesting to go back and and see what caused them to be broken. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't generally think people are evil. Even people that we disagree with greatly for whatever reason. Um, even if people are, you know, horrible, horrible, horrible. Like a lot of times they're just living out the script that was kind of like they were either raised on or they were taught or they were, I, I think in many ways, people just, people are just people and they're trying to live their lives. And like, we got to figure out, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm about to get on my little soapbox about Here comes. the morality of whatever, no, do it. the morality do it. and keeping peace between people and da, 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 da. But anyway, yeah, all that, all that <laughs> stuff. I, I just think that people aren't, and that's, that's why I think that to me, that's why in stories, it's important to have those sort of grays is because if stories train us, there is an enemy, then we go on continuing to confront an enemy instead of having these more complex stories as adults, where we start to have complex stories where, you know, there's not always a good and a bad. There's often these levels of gray and watching these characters and understanding them helps us to understand the people who might disagree with us in real life. Like that's, to me, that's, that's why it bothers me when these stories are like, oh, that's just an evil person. Cause then when you think about the analog to your own life, instead you see that person, you're like, oh, that person is my Morgan Le Fay. Instead of going, that person is my Tony Stark or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're not, they're, they're, they're just different and they have different goals. They have different um, intentions. And, you know, I just, yeah. I, I, I find that more interesting and better for us all morally, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, that's my yeah. vote. That, you told me to do it. I did it. That's my soapbox. <laughs> it's kind of like you're my Loki, you know? You're my, you're my adopted brother that undermines the shit out of me. Right? I'm your Loki? <laughs> Are you? Oh, uh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I got I to give a shout out to the um, to the MCU cast chat group. Okay, uh, we had a really great chat uh, yesterday. It went on really long, and actually, I ended up going to work, and I didn't get it finished being a part of it, but uh, we had, we we just had a chat about villains. It actually would be a really good conversation to have uh, on cast, but probably not on a Runaways episode. But we were just talking about like. It, villains and is it possible to make a convincing villain that is charismatic enough that they're fun to watch while 
not giving them the Loki treatment and not killing them off. Oof. And so we like, we, we went real deep. We were, we were like, I don't know, like 60 comments deep of just like people coming back and forth with different, um, different ideas of what the villain, the villainy should be for different, whatever. I don't know. I think it all started with, uh, we were talking about Christian Bale coming on, which we'll talk about on tomorrow's cast or on the next cast. Uh, but Christian Bale possibly in talks for love and thunder. And, uh, we were talking about po- him, him possibly being, uh, uh, Norman Osborn. Yeah. And how good that could be. Christian Bale as Norman Osborn is so inspired. I freaking love Dylan Diggs is the one who posted that. And I think that is a great call. Hmm. I don't see why he'd be in love and love and thun- Thor love and thunder, but as Norman Osborn, I'd be fully on board. Well, I mean, if they're going for a siege type thing, then Norman Osborn is absolutely necessary for that. Oh uh, yeah. Good point. The problem with that, the problem with that is that Norman Osborn is so like the rights to Norman Osborn are so deeply seated in, uh, in Sony territory. Uh, oh, that's true. There's absolutely no way that he could do that. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. I'd kind of forgotten. I guess they could write a Norman Osborn like character, but that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> it's, it's Herman Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Herman. Good Love that old, I hate that Herman complexity character. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got such a backstory. His name's Wolf. Herman H. Complexity. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Dumbest character. Name. Let's get back to these last few runaways feedbacks. Okay. All right. All right. Mm, all right. Uh, professional. Very professional. So uh, professional. Ryan Collins said, uh, I just listened to the Runaways finale cast, and uh, after thinking about the show as a whole, I have a question. How long is the timeline for this show? I was under the impression that season one through halfway through season three takes place over like a few weeks or months. It just seems that like it's all one after the other. Uh, Then, you know, they disappear and come back. I think they said six months later. Just wondering if I'm correct or if I missed something somewhere. Thanks. That's my impression too. I think they were intentionally vague about it, but it's my impression that it's basically the whole first two seasons are only a few weeks. And then yeah. this season, you only really experience a few weeks, but you do get a six month time jump. Yeah, yeah, we did get the uh, the six month time jump in this season, uh, and then at the end of it, they had the couple of year time jump, and then the that's right, like, yeah, overall eight year for uh, for adult man Chase. Um, <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> That's that's Chase's uh, that's, that's Chase's adult. famous famous catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I don't remember him saying that, but you know what? It sounds like him. I'm an adult. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I love that you're putting so much more inflection on it than I said it with. Like, yeah, no. I know. Oh, yeah, for didn't sure. didn't start there. And now you're just like whiny chase. Like, I'm nope. an adult, me. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Uh, okay. Well, that is all <laughs> of our Runaways feedback, guys. That's all we got. Um, we, yeah, I, I really appreciate y'all writing in. It makes me think about the show a little differently, honestly. Because I, I think the show, while it had its problems, was, was actually pretty well done. And, uh, you know, the, the one thing I can never forgive it, though, and I'm going to end on this. Why does Nico disappear twice? I mean, come on. I, I mean, mean, come, come on. on. In the exact same fashion? It's weird. All uh. right, that's all. <laughs> and this is me signing off saying I'm an adult. <laughs>
I too am an adult. <laughs> Until next time, adults. <laughs>